Daddies! Daddies! Welcome to Talking Sons, the Battle royale podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons Community Edition, Episode 10, Grant Megasode. Theme music goes here. I'm trying to bring a new thing to me. Hi, my name is Nikki. And my dad fact for this lovely, lovely episode is that I cut the sleeves off of my Glenn Close Trio shirt because I have very little impulse control. That's the first thing I came up with, I guess. <laughs> That's the fact I came up with. Wow. I have to do a one hand clap at the table. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, like Glenn Close, have a need to show off your guns. Yeah, the gun show. But he wears a leather jacket. But he has a gun. But he has a gun. He does have a gun, yeah. That's a spoiler for a, oh. one of the new episodes, but I guess if you're uh, listening to this, you're probably geez. caught up. Someone else introduce themselves, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luke, and uh, my boring-ass dad fact for this week is uh, I finally got my internet set up so that I can cast shit to my Google Home now, so I can cast my Oculus Quest to my Google Home and have a display on my TV so everybody can watch me play, but we're in a quarantine, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. That's so sad. That's so sad. But I got to set up for whatever trends happen again, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, 2021 is going to be your year. <sighs> if that. <laughs> Who else is here? I have no idea. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Jem, and my dad fact this week is that this is my very first podcast. So you guys have officially taken my taking no, your virginity. No, yeah, yeah taking your virginity. Uh, <laughs> like I drove the car there, and you can see that I'm parked outside. But then I drove away, and Nikki <laughs> stole my car and brought it back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your car. It's cool. Um, hi, my name is Bryn, and my dad fact is I play a lot of D&D, and um, I'm DMing a game, and today I text one of my players the sentence, Would it be weird if your dad said he's queer? Uh, do you think he'd tell you something like that? And completely forgetting that not everyone is playing D&D constantly like I am. And uh, I had to very much clarify that I was talking about the game and not just this person's father. <laughs> so relevant. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, hey, would you? This is a, just a question for the crowd. Do you think your dad would tell you if they were queer? Probably not. Uh, Probably not for no, me. No, my dad, dad would not. Well, 100%. hold on. Which dad? <laughs> which dad? Because Anthony, because if it's Anthony, then yeah, yeah I fucking been there. But... <laughs> Anthony makes it obvious. Actual father, though, no. <laughs> no, yeah. All right. So we are all gathered here today <laughs> to talk about Grant's episode. Plural. Speaking of queer. Hey, trans hey. episodes. Hey, you're right. We are here. We are gathered here today for the union of Grant's episodes. Episodes 15, Eight Simple Rules for Dadding My Teenage Payton. Episode 16, A Tournament Four Nights. Episode 17, Father and Owns Daddlegrounds. And episode 18, Mmm, Pop. So let's just jump into it. In episode 15, the dads found Payton a new dad. Wow. What an exciting time. I forgot about these episodes, man. Yeah, that's, that's when we were introduced to the uh, Frogman, who I remember the name of. 
Walter the Immoral. Walter the Immoral. Yes, the Billy Wong. Objectively best parent on this podcast. Interestingly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Best father. Best father. I'm not going to discredit the moms here. Shut up. (laughs) I do want to bring up just a very interesting fact that I found on my re-listen slash reread because I don't listen to this podcast. Um, That Glenn is actually the one who brought up finding Peyton a new dad. So Hmm. that's weird. That's a really good boy point. Anthony and Freddie, I fucking see you. I see you trying to make Glenn the bad one. But hey, listen. <laughs> um, so we can just run down the list of like the potential families because uh, I remembering them was truly a delight. We got uh, the, the first orcs who were very beautiful. Alimony and mm. Palimony. <laughs> very good. Yes. Then we got our short orcs, Eric and Lucky Ted. Gay rights. Oh mm-hmm. Gay rights. Gay rights. We got a guy who was just described as wearing a top hat. His name was Bartholomew. And then the man, the myth, Walter the Immoral, who is a bullywug, who was cursed, and his son does not want to see him anymore. He's also a blacksmith. Also a blacksmith. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Objectively the coolest profession. For sure. Yeah. Yes. You just don't want to be a guy with a top hat. He also, Bartholomew did plan on like murdering his tenants because he like owned something that had tenants in it. So, uh, <laughs> so fuck the rich uh, was the plot line for that kind of dad conversation, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I think we should all go out and kill Jeff Bartholomew Zezos. Yep, right. You landed the joke for sure. Yeah, if there's one man I think of wearing a top hat, it's Jeff Bezos. I mean, he's just That's got this thing. weird head. He's got to yeah. cover up that bald head of his so it doesn't roast in the sun. I yeah. think I imagined him as like the Monopoly Man originally. Oh, that's yeah, yeah that. pretty much. Yeah. But I feel like the Monopoly Man has just the warm air of the Pringles guy. Well, hold on. The Monopoly <laughs> Man, I think, did that's, come up yeah. with that really weird uh, Monopoly for women. Um, yeah. That is like, that's like, oh, you broke yeah. the glass ceiling. Ugh. It's like, okay. <laughs> that was modern feminism in my mind. <laughs> this is modern, modern feminism. feminism. <laughs> we did it, Reddit. Speaking of modern feminism, um, this is the episode where I think they're debating with Erin whether or not she should destroy the town that they just saved, which Glenn did. Not to be a Glenn stand on main, but Glenn did roll the persuasion check to make her stop destroying the town with her stupid trees and they all were freaked out by her calling the trees her babies which i i have to agree with just because glenn like didn't want her to kill a bunch of people in a town doesn't mean he's like the best guy no i i no (laughs) trust me we have a long way to go with my good friend glenjamin here okay we have a long (laughs) way to go with him i'm just saying i think we tend to forget times when glenn did good and we remember times when glenn had gun so i'm just trying to like make raise awareness the two periods in in glenn's life did good no pre-gun and post-gun have gun will do things yeah have gun will shoot yeah so this is when she becomes their competent woman who will just like tell them what to do because they're obviously too stupid to figure it out themselves the tracks yeah no no you're right we like, agree. <laughs> I think I think you see the like the evolution of Erin over time from being like I don't yeah. she wasn't a bad like I don't, like for, straight away like no one pitched her as like a bad guy and then suddenly she's like oh yeah also I do want to kill everyone I just want to put that out there and they were like oh wait turn around what's that and then you know she becomes the kind of like man in chair kind of vibe from Spider Man that's who I remember. <laughs> 
that like Ned was, where like every time they're like, hmm, how is this working? They just call Aaron. Yeah. It's a great ex machina. Well, yeah. And plus, th- none of them are women and they refuse to have more <laughs> female characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, who better than to like direct you on where to go except a woman? Do your guys' DMs not have like an NPC that you can tote along and just give you information about the world? Or is my DM just really nice and calling us dumb? As a DM, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no well rip. I am a big believer in if my players want to know a question, I'm like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it part of it might come down to the fact that I improv so much of my games on the fly and like write stuff down afterwards. Mm, yeah, that'll do it. Um King Shit. My current DD party, they're going on an adventure next time to a wizarding tower with two wizard twins called Piff and Tiff. <laughs> that, that was not intentional. <laughs> I was not ready for them. But I've, I, now they have a whole backstory and Piff and Tiff are everyone's favorite incel wizards that have happened in my game. I love that. I do um, love is that. Is one of them going to have an epiphany? Hey! Oh, that's good. And I will be feeling that and pretending like I came up with it. So uh, good luck. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So this is now entered into evidence. Yeah. Cut this, please. Cut this. Cut this. <laughs> so in the context of Aaron being there to kind of guide the dads along, I think like, yeah, she's got a mechanical purpose in the story now, because mm. I think that Anthony doesn't want them sitting around all day doing nothing episodes all the time, even though they still do that all the time. <laughs> but she's basically there to move the plot along, like, helpfully, like, yeah, you need to do this thing over here instead of them having to figure out, oh, these four purple things are coming out of our back. Where the fuck do we go? Kind of thing. I think that it kind of happens with a lot of DMs, which is like, um, there is an obvious sense of urgency within Anthony's adventure, which is without question a great way to dm because it very much gets players doing things but like the faultings of that is very much when a player does want to explore something a lot and i haven't really seen this in d and dads a lot but i've definitely seen it in my own games and stuff like that if there is a sense of urgency they feel like they can't explore as much mm. and like just go out and do things so in terms of like stylings of dming in d and d it's definitely the valid way to do it for sure yeah. and it definitely helps that Aaron is very much there to set them on the right path because I, I don't know i just feel like every single one of them would just like fucking go do their own thing whenever they want to yeah Sorry, um, is your mouth tired from sucking Anthony's dick this whole time? Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Jesus. That's okay. And you're like... We get that you hate him, but like, there's no reason for me not for me to like his DMing style. Bryn is like my foil. Do you agree? Okay, do you want to criticize? Do we to criticize it for the rest of the episode? I'll go there. No, 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 no. No, this is good. I, I need a foil. So No, this is good. <laughs> I, I do need that. I was also going to say something, but I forgot. I was just really trying to think uh, how to stick the landing on that dick sucking joke that I just kind of zoned out. <laughs> when can I say to suck dick? When can I say to say it? When, can I <laughs> when, say is, it? It? when is he done? When is he done? Now! <laughs> really? <laughs> dick sucking? So this is a pure introduction to mine and Nikki's friendship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So... Erin is the competent woman, uh, tells them that the deck of many things is out there somewhere, makes its first appearance, and Anthony constantly has to suggest slash tell them that it is, it is not a thing he has made up. It's a real D&D <laughs> thing. Please, God, listen to me. It's a real thing. Well, the deck of many things was mentioned previously, like in the pre-Lords of Chaos stuff, like literally the episode before Lords of Chaos. Oh, because that's the thing that got Gartok's shitty kids to have control over him. Yeah. So the deck of many things makes its second appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well on its way to third and being a motif. 
That's good writing, baby. Well, yeah, the, the deck of many things is like, to me, it's like a kind of a hindrance in D&D games. Same to Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Anthony did not want them to get that deck. No, because the thing is, if you are an experienced D&D player and you know what the deck of many things is, you want to get it because it's really funny. And if you're a new D&D player, you always underestimate it because it's got a, such a stupid fucking name. Right. <laughs> it reminds me of the cloak of wondrous items or cloak of... It's a wondrous item that's like mm. a cloak of many things. And instead of being like, oh, if you pull this patch off, you get a wish. It's if you pull this patch off, you get a battering ram. <laughs> uh, you can get a ladder. The cloak of many things is so much fun because it's not that deadly. No, it's just dumb. It's awesome. It's dumb. And then if you if you compare the two, it's like some of the stuff in the deck of the many things. I remember I played a game once where I pulled a card because it was like last resort. I don't know what else to do. And a, a fucking demon appeared out of nowhere and <laughs> it killed half the party. Oh my and then God. we had to spend like the whole time resurrecting them. And I was like, this wasn't fun. And then another <laughs> game, another game, someone pulled a card and they got fucking three wishes. And they were like, bye, I'm going to leave the party now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's a game changing item that like isn't always a good payoff. Yeah, and Anthony stresses that later on when they finally mm. do have it, and they're and he's like, there are a lot of game-ending things in here. And then they get two completely inconsequential cards. Yeah, well, that's that's oh, a problem yeah. for future sons. Is that on the main podcast? Luke, help me out. Did we talk about that on the main podcast? Yeah. Cool, thanks. <laughs> that was the episode that was immediately after the end of this arc. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think the thing with the deck of many things is that it, it is fun if you are transporting it, but if you give it to your players forever, Critical Role faced this problem in which they gave it to Grog and then for the rest of the campaign it was like, well, me. this is this is my out. This is my out. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. I, uh, so I've had really fun on the podcast. I'll see you guys uh, later. No, I love, I love having, no, but it's nice to have someone who's like actually played D&D in here. Like I fake play D&D sometimes. So it's nice to have someone who has actual D&D experience. The most D&D I've played in a week is I played nine games in one week. Jesus. <laughs> it was the end of school and I was the player chair of the D&D Society. Oh so, my god, nerd alert! <laughs> I had to run loads of games um, for like the people who were leaving and they really wanted to play and then no one else was available. So I ran a bunch and then I played three weekly sessions. So Jesus, dude, do you need a life preserver? Because I'm sure you were just drowning in pussy. Oh, <laughs> yes! Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> Oh my god, get his ass. I love this. Yeah, fucking get me. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> Just some other quick things I want to give quick shout outs to. Um, Freddie does math. Uh, he's the only one that seems to do math, like real math, in this podcast. Have you ever noticed that Freddie's just a fucking nerd all the time, though? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. yeah. Actually, though. I like Freddy. Every single yeah, we all like Freddy. <laughs> he, he is a font of internet knowledge, and it is astounding. It's literally, mm. it's literally terrifying. Everything about his life scares me, and the fact that he can do math only makes him scarier. I know. <laughs> and did any this is unrelated, but uh, also has numbers in it. Did any of you guys watch Twenty Four with your dad or just me? Nope. No. What's that? Twenty the the show Twenty Four yeah. with Jack Bauer and. Boop. If 24 hours of yeah. the day of the life of Jack Bauer, and it's just him going around town saving people from terrorists. It is a great time. From oh, seven seasons or whatever. Such an idiot. The show was called 24 with your dad. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
24 what with your dad? <laughs> 24 what? Uh-oh. 24. Well, my, my mom and dad love 24. I actually have a story about this. So obviously when, when they were talking about it, everyone was like, oh yeah, you watch 24, your dad. So I went to post in the main Facebook group, 24 is one of my dad's favorite shows. And then something went wrong and I posted it to my main Facebook <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, why did you go to this? And my dad came up to my room and he was like, why did you say this? I didn't even like it that much. <laughs> yeah, my dad loved 24. Um, but then just like with all things, we ended up falling out of it because there was too much. Um, but I'm sure if I like went downstairs right now and was, I was like, dad, there's an episode of 24 on right now. Do you want to watch it? He would absolutely be game. Um, so it's just like a nice like verification that dads do enjoy the show 24 my parents have all the box sets i think oh my god yeah yes. 24 all of the box sets i love them i think i i think i have to be an outlier here because the only shows my dad and i watch together are like classic anime apparently oh my god that's so sick that's wonderful my dad still calls anime cartoons <laughs> like okay my one of like my formative childhood memories was me at age I want to say six to eight, sitting downstairs with my dad in front of the VCR and putting in the first season of Star Blazers, which sounds awesome. And it is. It does not include weed, though. Well, no, it's not awesome. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying, if you want to enjoy some delightful 80s anime, uh, just look up the theme song and you'll get all you need. And then you'll need to watch it. Damn. Respect. That's what, yeah, that's what Daryl's trying to be, which, you know, we'll see in the rest of this arc that he is not very successful. No, no. What, what, um, what, like, what is the closest, like, dad to your actual father? No, no, in, none. Incorrect. In, 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 in Daddies? I really think my, my dad is like a perfect mix of Daryl and um, <laughs> Daryl and uh, Ron. No, I feel like my dad is like closest to Daryl. But like, still pretty far removed. Like he, I like mean, he wasn't the soccer coach, but he would clap a lot, and it was horrifying. Um, <laughs> and he grills and uh, other things. But it seems like Daryl doesn't have like adult friends, which my dad has a lot of, and he's like a chronic people pleaser. Oh, your dad has friends, yeah. whatever, dude. Yeah. Well, not anymore. He cut them off. It's a fun time. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, let's get into that. Let's yeah, get into that. Let's get into no, the psyche that's, that's of my dad's what this friends. Is about. No, but yeah, no, I, I've never thought about it too hard, but I guess he would be closest to closest to Daryl. Mm. My dad would be like a weird amalgamation of Daryl and uh, Glenn. Take take all the best things about Daryl, cut out the sports, mm-hmm. and then cut out all the weed from Glenn and add on the conspiracy theories, and you have my dad. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I think I can double up on that, but take out conspiracy theories and add in Grant's love of anime. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, and Ron, no, sorry, NPC Beth May's love of Buffy the Vampire. Slayer. Okay, good. I was really scared because mm-hmm. if anyone's close to Ron, that's terrifying. And uh, I mean, like, I support you. You'll end up having a healthy relationship as we learn later on in this podcast. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> did oh, my you God. meet your father by chance uh, by a puppy ad? Um, somewhere <laughs> no did I, you meet your father <laughs> um we should move on so the ending cliffhanger yeah. on this one was that surprise there are three purple robes now uh mm. and shit gets real with them did they ever talk about which one was which like after they got revealed or no but i no. think we i think we talked about this once uh where yeah, it, would mostly, it. it would most likely 
be willy mm. just like as like uh, like the original one was definitely willy okay mm. like yeah because he has the willy aura of being an absolute fucking dick all the time yeah so, for sure yeah and it wasn't bill because bill doesn't do anything <laughs> no. and then henry's gross dad barry he's too gross and i don't trust him <laughs> I just kept thinking of the short one as being Willie because I picture Willie as Percy Jackson's stepdad. Like, <laughs> you know, it's that, just no, that's evil. That, that's that's probably the best comparison I've heard. Thanks. Mm. I, what were your like original like purple rope theories when they were happening? None. I have no thought. I literally, I literally have and no Ricky, thoughts. I wasn't about this asking podcast. you. You don't have any thought ever. Oh, understandable. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> evil moms, definitely. I I didn't really speculate. Mm. I, I I just I just wanted to see. I just wanted to wait and see and like listen and just see what we got. I didn't really want to speculate on it because if I did, then I'd be disappointed. And yeah, I thought they were the dads from the future originally because I because they always they always talked about time travel a little bit in the fact that like time is moving differently in the real world as it is in the uh, right. in favor in, in the game. So for me, that was that was really that was messing me up a little bit. And I was like, I thought that they had figured out a way to get back, but they couldn't bring their kids. So they came back years later as adults and they finally could get their kids back. But they had to fight their past selves. Time is a flat circle. Uh. Um, so time is like three balls on a cliff. <laughs> and... <laughs> Imagine four balls on the edge of a cliff. Imagine four dads on the edge of a cliff. Imagine four dads. They, one of them gets hit by a Honda Odyssey oh, man. and falls. I do like cliffs. Um, episode 16. So in episode 16, <laughs> uh, dads arrived in Meadowshade. Um, we, we can talk, I mean, they, this is where we can kind of talk about the purple robes a little more. Because um, this is the time when uh, they like really try to get to know the purple robes and they first try to like get their hoods off. Obviously that doesn't go well. Mm, yeah. Hmm. What happened? I can't remember. Uh, no, they were just try- they were they tried to like come up with a plan to pull off the ropes to find out like uh, who yeah, these yeah. people are, and they didn't go through because uh, they all failed their roles. So yeah, just like nothing happened. <laughs> well, they also got proof of life. Yeah, that's true. They did. They did get that. At least they they got like yeah. proof of life of like the kids are alive. And at this point, yeah. they thought the purple robes were like chill, which is confusing. Um, so calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> um. I actually didn't think it was that confusing. I kind of understood it. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was a little bit confusing, but it makes more sense over time. Is like they weren't. They obviously yeah, yeah. They probably started off pretty like. Well, they they weren't going to kill the kids. They weren't going to hurt the kids in any way because they needed them to get their dad magic. Yeah, it's kind of like a bad situation, but it's not actively hurting them. So you can just kind of let yeah. it sit there for now. And then even yeah. even better, it's like you know where they are. Mm, right like they're all in one place and it's like oh cool so when we've got all of them they're just going to go to one place and then we can just go there and get them back if they move them to like four different locations again it'd just be an endless cycle of going back to get them right you never come back from that secondary location no <laughs> you never do ah uh-uh, sister <laughs> ain't no secondary location for me um this is an additional ideas worth exploring um why does glenn have an instinctual response to be naked when confronted I would like to talk about this. Yes, yes please. Why? No, please. Yeah. Um, this is a great question. Um, I think this comes from his "What are you a cop?" mentality, uh. where you know, I think in his brain, the cops can't arrest you if you're naked. That doesn't make any sense. Now, hear me out. That doesn't make any fucking sense. The cops can't arrest you if you're pinwheeling your dick. Exactly. <laughs> yes, of course. They might get close to you, and that's bro. That's a. I don't I know. 
bro. I, I don't know. I don't know the American police system. Is this true or not? Is this actually a bit or let's, <laughs> actually oh, a thing? Let's not talk. Let's not talk. I was going to say the police that? system right now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. No, it's not true, Brid. Okay. No. Cool. No, it doesn't make any. There, there is not a law that says the cops can't arrest you if you're naked. <laughs> well, I, now hang on. What are they going to? Hey, hey. What are they going to do? Handcuff your dick? <laughs> You still have hands when you're naked. Yeah. Just because you get naked doesn't mean you take off your hands. You can attack dick first. That's the problem. But they're not going to handcuff your dick, though. That's not the intention. Exactly. Of so you're free to do someone. crime. You can do dick crime. You can't do dick crime if you're handcuffed. I mean, you can. You can because it's not like there's dick cuff. You have to get a dick cuff for that. But you're not gonna, exactly. It's not like you're going to just freely continue handcuffing it. I don't want to talk too much about handcuffing right now, but <laughs> <laughs> so um Geralt, am I right? <laughs> uh yes, the Geralt of Trivia, which is an incredible joke. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to like the quote that is one of my favorites and caught me so off guard that I had to like rewind and go back. Um, is that like they asked the Geralt of Trivia to like tell something about them? And he goes, First thing you need to know about me is I'm infertile, so I can fuck whoever I want. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Why is that the first thing you said, huh? That was funny as shit, yeah. I mean, it's the most important thing about a a, a Witcher, you know, so. A Watcher. Yes. A Watcher, yeah. It is the most important fact. That is real in the Witcher as well, because they are infertile, aren't yep. they? Yep, um, they're mutants and they can't be. Oh, yeah. See, the weird thing is I don't know that. So when I listen to this the first time, and while I'm also saying it now, still hilarious. Can you imagine? So funny. Even with the context, it is hilarious. Oh, who's sucking Anthony's dick now? Fuck you. He's so funny. Whatever. <laughs> did any of you get the questions right? Because no idea. I did not. I have no, no idea. I didn't even try. <laughs> I think it's because I, this is kind of in the time where I had like, just sped run to catch up you know i as we all know i came in pre-cheesoid so i had listened to the podcast so quickly that i just like didn't remember anything about it mm. understandable how that i think i was the same because we started listening to it at the same time yeah we became patrons on the same day yeah Aww, that was cute. so cute and then nikki got popular and i didn't <laughs> 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 the exact same day That's how it be on this bitch of an earth you just have to harass the creators, Brynn. It's not that hard. No, 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 no. Harass no, no. is a strong word. Mm. Pester? Make TikToks and then harass the creators yeah, by tagging them. In... No, Nick, you you All you have to do is make one of them your step-parent. Uh, that was not my choice. Can I stress enough how much Yeah, that, that was basically all Anthony. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely didn't. Maybe I got one of the questions right. Didn't they get a question wrong in this one? The Love Wolf one? Cause... They got most of the questions wrong. I think they only no, got one No, no, right. but the, the, the correct answer was wrong because... Oh. I, oh, I think, yeah. am I remembering this correctly? Like, someone was like, actually, the, the love wolf was Sparrow, and now they've gotten it right past then, but I think oh, yeah. in podcast they said it was Lark. It's okay, we forgive you, I guess. It's fine. I this mean, is not the most criminal crime that you have committed in this stupid ship. <laughs> as it has been stated multiple times about those two, it is very, very hard to tell the two apart, because they're twins, so. Yeah, well, yeah. now they have two different personalities, which is nice. But yeah, that's, that's very useful. I'm concerned about one of them, and it's not the one we're all thinking about. <laughs> are you concerned for sparrow anarchy oh yeah quote yeah you didn't yeah. invent it i invented yeah. tiktok 
jumping forward in time a little bit, I'm a little concerned for Sparrow just because he, I feel like he's starting to get that chill vibe cult leader mentality. I don't know. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, were, but you're saying they're getting that mentality. They were cult leaders. That is Let's true. Not forget, they were fully entire... cult leaders for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Uh, no, but there's something ooh. especially creepy about like an Earth positive cult leader where it's like, I can do no wrong. Mm. I'm so nice. We will come back with. <laughs> come, we will come back with whatever or not at all. You know, the <laughs> quote that they say. Back on your. Sh- with your shielder on it? That one too, also very good. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings. Neither did am I. I a nerd. <laughs> neither have I. Um, just to back. Are you a filmmaker? Ooh, I have a film. We've degree, had this discussion please. many times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, um... Is Nikki a film major? That is a great question. No, I'm not anymore. I have a degree. Does Nikki have a degree in film? Yes. Did Nikki do a degree in film? Barely. Questionable. Really <laughs> questionable. questionable. She didn't watch The Mummy. That's one thing she didn't do. I have No, I have seen. That is a movie that I have seen. Not on like the quintessential list of things you need to watch if you're doing a film that major though. The Mummy? It's an essential So let me movie. just backtrack just a little bit. Speaking of movies, um, this is the episode where we got um, See You Paid In. Um, and it was literally incredible. You cannot beat that intro. Hmm. We certainly can't. <laughs> and we're about to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, but um, Incredible, I think, kind of was, I mean, Rock's Rock was already in theory, but I think this is the mm-hmm. one where we were all like, oh my god, we have to hear them rap more, please god. It was very good. Um, so just, I just wanted to give a quick I think that was, that was this probably one of my favorite intros so far. Most definitely. Hmm. This is also the episode where we learned, like, they, they went to, did they go to the library to find out more about Daryl's hand thing? Yes. Yes. So they went back to- yeah. The library. Oh yeah, about the blood pact. They went yes. to the blood pact, and then Daryl's yes, hand. And that's where the hand thing happened. Oh, oh Christ! Yeah, I remember that. I didn't. Li- I didn't Ooh. like remembering this. I really didn't. Um. Yeah, Daryl's hand getting a uh, tongue chainsawed off. Mm-mm. This is like stuff like this is just the reason why Vor gets such a bad rap. You know. Hold on. Hold on a second. Let's take a step back. No, 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 no. Wait, so there was a thing recently. Stuff like this is why that Vol gets a bad rap? Yeah. This is the same. No, I'm not like, arguing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I need to defend my point here. If you can't see it, you're Let wrong. Because I remember in a newer episode, I was arguing that this was, something was definitely a Vor thing. What was that? Orcs. Ah, the orcs. Thank you, Egnity, my queen who listens to all podcasts. <laughs> um... <laughs> The orcs cooking the, the dads, uh, mm. where Anthony said that that's definitely not a, a Vor thing. And if that's it's not a Vor thing, not. this one, this one is. Is cannibalism this is a Vor closer thing? to a Vor thing? Yeah, this is no. closer. Well, it, is Vor inherently mm. sexual or is it food? Vor is sexual to the person that is getting eaten. Okay, so cannibalism is it sexual? Isn't... Sorry, hold on. Is it sexual to the person who is. Wait, you said it was sexual okay. to the person who is eating? I think it's both, but it, right? I think it's both. Can... We don't need to talk about this. Here's yeah, my wait, wait, hold on. We're talking about too much. Yeah. Shut, Shut up. We're talking about too much. About now, I think the, like, good, uh, the, mm, mm, I think so. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Finish the set. Finish the thought. Finish the thought. <laughs> the allure that people get from Vort is, okay, are you talking about, like, soft Vort? We're not. We can't, like, we can't keep doing this. Okay, yeah, let, wait, wait, this is, this We have to move on. But this is where, um... Daryl's left hand with the wedding ring gets uh, tongue chainsawed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl holds his no, 
That's Daryl. He's Daryl. <laughs> Henry holds his hand. It's a very tender moment. And then screaming and tongue and, and doing mouth crimes. <laughs> screaming and, and tongue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gross. Really gross. I remember very specifically, I was, because I often do other things while I'm doing this, but I happened to be cutting a lawn, as Americans say. I say cut the grass, mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. Uh, and you I can also say just, cut the, I, I've also said cut the grass. You're not special. All right. Um, <laughs> I was, I, was, I was doing i was doing that and i i had to like stop the work for a second because i could just hear the chaining door of the lawnmower as i was going along with it and i was just really grossed out mm, that's fair and that's my that's my two cents on it thanks guys anyway come back for the uh talking grandsons where i do nothing but explain why vor is the way it is for an hour thank you i i'd subscribe i'm in i'm interested i wouldn't oh. I have much love. I wouldn't. <laughs> You're no fun. Uh, other things I want to give a quick shout out to in this episode are at the top of the episode when Daryl ran back for a solid minute and a half just to give Peyton a gold coin and a gross sweaty hug. Very tender. Loved it. <laughs> very tender and gross. Very tender and gross. Isn't that just this podcast's tagline at this point? It should be. Very tender. tender. It should be. Yeah, absolutely should be. And also, this is the episode where we got Vince. Aaron's yes, it is. Aaron's oh, hot new boyfriend, uh, the two D yeah. man. Uh, everything on his body is like exposed nerves, which I think we're glossing over um, in future episodes. Mm. That it's wild that they're cuddling because everything hurts Vince. <laughs> Not Aaron. Not Aaron. <laughs> she I knows guess. the right places. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, and then finally, um, they get to uh. They get to four at the tournament for knights, and Grant is there. And where are we dropping? Yeah, they wake up in the carriage. Grant is there in front of them. Can't look it's away. It's tournament for knights. It's four knights. Yeah, <laughs> four knights. Fairly confident. I remember I was behind when this came out. I was listening to a couple episodes at a time, and I was catching up. And I got to this episode, and I got to the end. And Nikki had already listened to it. She said, "You're not going to be happy with the ending." <laughs> And I was like, like, uh, not a lot doesn't, like... Upset you? Upsets me. Yeah. In life. <laughs> when he said, where are we dropping? I audibly shouted. <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, again, as I was cutting the grass. Um, and I was just... Uh, there was just a, a moment of, of pure rage where I was like, not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but very cool. <laughs> uh, I'm proud to say that as soon as he said four nights, I was on board i was like anthony you son of a bitch you oh you oh you I never figured it out. oh so good so good where are we dropping boys classic and now in loving memory of foden bead a performance from the four nights boys choir got a victory royale but it wasn't team match. I was playing with my father, and he had my back. How I wanted to floss, but I didn't have V-Bucks. So I stole my mom's credit card. Now I'm playing no fails. I'm in the armory, moving to the bakery. Stop by the haberdashery, and the shit has toilet building. I've won and I've lost, but you can't beat my KD. But look what I That's why we always say thank you, Fortnite. Thank you, Fortnite.
that was beautiful. Rest in peace, art angels. <laughs> um, so in episode 17, uh, the dads play Fortnites and honestly don't do much. Um, uh, they hang out at a bar. Okay, and then episode 18. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so start off strong with the Daryl Carroll phone drama. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This is the voicemail. Yes. No, it was it was a voicemail where Carol was just like, hey, I'm sorry for yelling at you. And then she just goes off mic and is like, I got to divorce him. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really kind rough. Of like, Carol is the queen of not knowing how to mute. It softened up in the later episodes. Like this was this was like mean. I've said a few things about Carol that I'd later come back on because it, this was kind of the time when they were like going back on what they said on um Carol, like the implication that Carol was cheating on Daryl uh, with Darnell yeah. and Darnell was in a happy, loving relationship with unnamed husband. Love that for him. Um, and Carol is just seeking out emotional support from Darnell. So I think yeah. this was not necessarily like Carol being like, I'm going to leave the phone on and then yeah, I'm going to tell no. Darnell that I want to divorce Daryl. I do think it was an accident, yeah. Yeah, so I think this was kind of the first time where we really see that, like, Carol genuinely has emotions and, like, feels <laughs> yeah. bad that, like, this mm-hmm. is what it's come come down to. The assumption was that Carol was cheating on Daryl, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was everyone's assumption. Yeah, like, up until this point, that's kind of what the assumption was, and then... Yeah, yeah Matt and Anthony decided that, like, that wasn't compelling and, like, kind of discredits Carol as, like, a yeah. good person. Um, yeah, and also as, like, one of the few female characters. Exactly, so right. so I do, I do appreciate it. So that's kind of where we got, so that has, like, Grant traumatizing potential for the future, mm. but... Grant traumatizing potential now is they do <laughs> straight up murk Goose Moose Van Gloose. Yep. In a spectacular way. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Like, for me, that was pretty cool. But like Oh yeah. That, <laughs> it, that, the thing is, it's like I've seen a lot of D D podcasts talk about this, uh, and kind of like what it means to kill someone in D D. It's not the same as killing someone in a video game. It's very different because you feel like you have a much more active part in it. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. I know I'm running a game right now where the party, they're high schoolers, basically. Like, it, don't, it wouldn't make sense for them to just fully kill a person. It isn't like a monster they find in the forest. It's a very different situation. Right. Yeah. And I think they talk about this more later is like the implications mm. of having toting children around with you mm-hmm. in in the podcast, which is why, like, in the future, spoiler for future's episodes, but you've heard the fucking disclaimer at the top of this fucking episode. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you already said spoiler. You don't need to bully them. All right. I do. I feel like I do. Um, I'm sorry. I love <laughs> you. Um, there we go. It's piece fixed. of shit uh but uh <laughs> later on that's why they're ending up giving the kids when they finally got the kids back they're giving them to walter to take care mm-hmm. of because yeah, yeah i know it sucks to not have the kids around but like this is the stuff that happens where like grant sees well at first not his father kill goose Moose van Gloose, uh because uh henry grabs the gun from daryl and covers for him yeah re that so you know, not until later is he like fully traumatized, but he still like did see a man get blown the fuck up. Really good storytelling. I also feel like it's a lot more severe in here as well because you like as soon as you take it out of this is D and D and put it into that thirteen year old just saw someone get fucking murked. Right, it gets mm-hmm. so much worse. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. 
Um, but I think that, you know, shout out to another amazing D&D podcast, Rude Tales of Magic. Jesus. They never really stick around to kill someone. Like, they never finish a combat. And at first I was like, oh, they're cutting it off before, like, the big climax of any battle. But, like, the actual, like, stakes and uh, the way Brandon Reese... Uh, oh you got God, it. I can't say it. Branson? Bra- Brandon Reese? Branson, Branson? Reese. The way he talks about it is, like, very... It, it would change a person. And like, it's their choice whether or not they want to, you know, do that. And these guys, like comparatively to the kids, like the, the people in the, the players in Root Tales are playing younger people. These are like full grown adults doing everything they can to save their kids. Right. Yeah. So you have to do some shit. And that's kind of like one of the mm-hmm. big plots of the podcast is that you have to do some absolute shit. And- I swear as soon as they get out the portal, they kill like three people immediately. Yeah. Am I mad? Does that happen like immediately? <laughs> no, no, no that, that's like yep. the first thing that happens. They get in the portal, yeah. they come out of the portal, they're like, ooh, new world. And then a bunch of dudes come out of the forest and start firing arrows and shit. Yeah, yeah, they shot at him. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, in self defense. Yeah. But, but yes, they do fully murder some dudes. It's like Far Cry 3, where like you spend the whole first like 10 minutes of the game being like, oh, I don't know how to fight anyone. Oh, I just killed someone for the first time. It's changed my whole life to like seven minutes later. You have like three insane guns. You'd like pot shot everyone you see yep. with no <laughs> hesitation. And it's like, as soon as you've done it once, the guy's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm cool with it now. <laughs> I'm going to do this for the next 24 hours. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm so good. <laughs> my name is Murder Machine. What was the guy's name? Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. My name's Jack Bauer. <laughs> Flawless. Land of that. Jack Bauer. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to killing people. This is kind of fun for me now. Listen, I think I watch less media than Nikki does, so it's good. It feels good. Feel, it feels good to not know I'm not the only one. That feels false, though. How no, so? No, none of us will. Nope. None of us will ever know. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> also, uh, I keep doing shout outs, but they're, they're, it's not like much to talk about. Um, this is when uh, Henry did have the visor. The reviser. That's what it was called. Um, yep. Which trapped Goose Moose Van Gloos in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, healing wood. Hilarious. Yeah, that was the most rad thing about that entire fight scene. Yeah. Not the fact that they blew away a guy with a shotgun, but his quick thinking with the reviser was excellent we do need to give will campos some credit uh regarding um puns and being so good at them because uh the the knowledge that freddie texts will to come up with the uh podcast episode titles almost every single time um (laughs) fills me with such joy that um i do have to give him some credit there but unfortunately henry is still a piece of shit so unfortunately henry still sucks yeah. The problem. Does Henry suck? I like Henry. Who? He's a dirty, dirty boy. He does no. not wash his hands. He does I, not wash uh, his ass. I will, st- I will stay on the train that Henry is still my favorite because I'm biased towards geology. That is a weird reason oh, yeah. to like him the most. Uh, yeah, that like Listen, that I, would be like be me being like I like Daryl a lot because I really like football. That was once his thing for sure. <laughs> Listen, he brought me in with the. Listen, I came for the rocks. I stayed to get his wife. Stayed for Understandable. The now, right. hold on. Now, now you're cooking with gas. Uh, Mercedes O'Garcia. Yeah, hell yeah. Mercedes O'Garcia is the reason I still listen Thank to the podcast. See, I feel like I have reasons. They just take a while to come out. And then when people are like, why do mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. think that Henry des- like has rights? I, said, I, I, I say to them, I think Henry has the right to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But- <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he did get Mercedes. So I, I count that as a win. I do like Henry. I gotta make it clear. I do like oh. all the dads, but... No, there's not a, a spoiler for a future episode, but the story of how he met Mercedes Oak Garcia, I didn't expect it to get me as much as it did uh, about how he just had like a bender in, in, the, in the woods 
yeah as far as we know yeah henry got fucked up in the woods got fucked up completely and like Mercedes O'Crossia found him. It reminds me a lot of like Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Send me an angel. Send me the nicest angel you have. And then <laughs> 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 But it's just this gross man. He does not watch. <laughs> Send me an angel finds gross man in woods drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Thanks. Thanks, I guess. Uh, this'll do for now. <laughs> you know what? I can work with this because she's a competent woman. Amen. Yes, the announcers die. I I can't. I, there's no transition yeah. there. Be, nope. Fode I mean, be, we literally just had a memorial. Yeah. For them, so, so it was yeah. really sad. Yeah. Um. And then a mysterious but familiar voice is running the show now, and he's got Ooh. it out for the dads. Dun dun dun. The doodlers are going down. Yeah. Some other quick shout outs. <laughs> Some other quick shout outs. Shout out podcast. Yes. Um, Measure yep. Once Cut Twice is in this episode. And yeah, that oh was my a, God. That's an iconic thing. It hurts me to think about that sometimes. And by sometimes, I mean, it lives in my mind rent free. It's not bad advice. The whole conversation, hilarious. I like when Freddy just like blatantly attaches Glenn to like things he believes. <laughs> So good. Um, that's, that's just D&D in a nutshell, man. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Freddy does that thing. You know, there's a tweet where it's like, sometimes I pretend to not know things to make Med explain them to me, and they get really angry. I think he does that, but he doesn't realize he's doing it. Or he does it <laughs> just so earnestly. It's just like, what do you mean? It's more efficient to cut twice. And you just... <laughs> You just have to... I'm making like a choking gesture with my hands. You can't see it, but I am. <laughs> yeah, you, just have to, you just have to cut him off. The way it came across to me was that it was like, uh, yeah, that's how you do. Like, like he like realized his mistake, but he had to stick with it because he said it. Yeah. So he just like stuck with the bullshit he just spouted. Yeah. But then everybody was still getting angry about it because it was just like, how fucking insane are you? That's not how you do that. Right. I mean, this is I mean, this is the basis of Debate Me Coward, where it's the Patreon exclusive content where um, Freddie is close enough with all the members of this podcast where they can like earnestly argue about things and you know continue to be fine afterward but but like have like a serious not serious but like an earnest argument about something that Mm -hmm. might be bullshit like pepperoni doesn't belong on pizza which is false and wrong um (laughs) it's inferior (laughs) to sausage but that's a point for another podcast for sure debate me coward too yeah (laughs) the the re-debating yeah (laughs) um but yeah so like that that's the beauty of i think this podcast where like we get episodes where you know the the moral quandary in this episode of like oh my god are we killing him are we not killing him and then daryl ends up just doing it like and yeah. later on the moral debates and earlier on with like aaron killing the town and they're like 20 minutes long but it's interesting because the players are like genuine close friends and like mm-hmm. as much as like the dads probably are and it does come through in that so i think it's like still fascinating to hear them shout at each other i think for me one of my favorite dynamics in within players in D is that they're very good friends in real life but their characters can just hate each other mm-hmm. oh, yeah. correct that's probably one of my favorite party dynamics is that you start out despising each other but you grow to love each other enemies so too lovers enemies too lovers. Lovers. um yeah and then i i guess kind of like from that um is like daryl's Daryl's main character arc kind of my prediction for its direction is that impulsivity is his demon and the thing that his biggest mistakes and things that kind of have come to haunt him is like the fact that he's like, I have to do this because this means this and this means this. So I do it now. He doesn't think ahead too much. He thinks the immediate future. So killing Goose was like 
we do this, we get out of it. And like, obviously he's thinking about his son, but like, that's not his priority right now. He's getting his son out of there is not protecting his son's feelings. And I kind of have a feeling that the next arc where Daryl and Grant go off is going to be largely based around the fact that Daryl has to really start thinking ahead. Mm -hmm. Go off, I guess. In episode 18. (laughs) I just can't do anything. No, I was supporting you. Go off, I guess. Go off, I guess, is not supportive. In episode 18, the dad's... (laughs) Who's the host? (laughs) All right. I love it. I love Daryl. In episode 18, the dads just kind of continue to play Four Nights. Yeah. Um, and Daryl does uh, more traumatizing crimes. Uh, this mm-hmm. is when Grant figures out that Daryl's actually the one that killed Goose. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. So womp, just like womp, womp. slather that traumatization on top of the others. Really good. Mm, they yeah. did really good. Yeah. I love being able to... Uh, talk to my 13 year old son about murder it's fantastic and great audio oh i thought you were talking about yourself and i was like son your son hello son you have i am the youngest host that you guys have ever had incorrect are you younger than emma yes emma's birthday is soon according to the last episode and mine is in november Mm. wait how old are you then 19? I was just going to say 13 to just fuck with Bryn. (laughs) (laughs) That was I was like, ugh. I must leave. (laughs) Oh no, I'm childphobic. Right, for sure. Yeah. Um, So were the dads, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next childphobic thing that Daryl does is that um, the hotties arrive, thank God. Oh my God, I love them so much. My good sweet children. Yeet Bigly, Killadamal have arrived. The only characters the only characters and daryl embarrasses grant so hard that he collapses to the floor in a fetal position um and contributes to the traumatic uh, experiences that he has gone through in four nights um but gay rights gay rights grant correct has a huge huge boy crush i don't like it that i said that daryl jesus grant has a huge the crush or the boy daryl has no not daryl i'm panicking another shovel grant has a major crush on yeet guys i have a huge boy crush he's eight feet tall (laughs) wow just a little taller than mickey yeah just a little bit um and that's really exciting. Gay rights. Gay rights. That's all I really have to say about that point. Who's your favorite hottie? Who's my favorite hottie between the two? Mm-hmm. I have to go. I have to go with Killa because she's a woman. But if I'm being Correct. honest, it's Yeet and his may or may not flash skateboard. I would yeah. like to consider the ethics of a flash skateboard. No, we can't. We physically no, not cannot. Here. We're gonna go for hours. <laughs> we talk about Vor in this episode. We, we don't would, need to talk about Yeah, we would talk about this for hours, but um, if you do want to hear just like a full debate about whether or not the skateboard is flesh, join the Patreon, get in the Discord, Emma, friend of the show, well, enemy of the show. <laughs> enemy of the state. Um is currently working on an APA style why the skateboard should be flesh. It's very exciting. Um, but let me just say, let me just say, for the record, I've said this many times, while the flesh skateboard is fun to consider, I like the theory that it is uh, a prosthetic. He's got yes. prosthetic that latches on to the skateboard. It's dope as fuck. He's the coolest. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. No wonder Grant mm. has a crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gay rights. Gay rights. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Grant and Daryl argue, huh? <laughs> That's strange. Sure is weird that that happened. Mm. Um, what was the argument about? I can't remember. Um, it was very dramatic. It was like you never talk. It's just really, I think it was, I think it was about like Daryl never talks about right. anything. Mm. Yeah. It's like, we'll talk about it later. No, we fucking won't. But yeah, we will. He lied. Right. Yeah. He lied. Believe, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's the premise of his big arc is that, like, he needs to talk to his fucking son. He needs to talk to his son. And I know, like, I understand, like, to sympathize with Daryl, it's hard to talk to your son in the middle of battle where every 15 yeah. minutes in real life, the DM goes, now this spot is filling with poison and you, like, have to get out of there, you know? Right. Yeah, but, Anthony Birch, just give them a few minutes. Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let him talk about stuff. <laughs> Feelings. But, yeah, it's it's hard to talk about stuff in that context, and then Grant gets yeeted away. Get right. Grant gets uh, stolen by the purple robes again, and you know they're back in square one where Grant loses a bit of himself, but that's future future problems. Mm. Um, future but, bad problems. Yeah, but the things that set up that kind of future problem where they just really commit to just fucking destroying Grant. Um, they get the hydrophobic boots. Which I never would have mm. thought that that would come in handy. I thought that said homophobic boots. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably a crime against, like, Frank, you have Christian rights. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then. What else? What else happens? Um, the get... Demodome Sword. Yes. Come on. We get out the... of the toilet. Out of the toilet. So ever. much fucking time in the toilet. I hate it. They spend a lot of time in the toilet. They spend a lot of time in the toilet. Time in the toilet. Time in the toilet. They also ditched Glenn and Ron in the toilet. Yeah. And we also get the talking play to grass in this episode, don't we? Hooray! Yeah, where it's just like a cute little guy. Or is that last episode? It's one of the episodes uh, where we get the I talking play to grass. I believe it is this one. Yeah, didn't they ask? Try to they didn't, didn't they try to ask the blade of grass like, is there anything good in there? And the grass is like, it's not yeah. like shit or something yeah. like that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. how they got the legendary double triple advantage because they were yeah. like, yeah, we know what we're looking for and we know where it is. Right. And they still could not get a good roll. Jesus. No, yeah, Ron got his stilts. Glenn was also in there, so Glenn probably still smells like absolute trash. I mean, that's not any different than any other day for him. So. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it's just a different kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A different kind of stank to it. God, that is, yeah. I feel so bad for Odyssey, son. Yeah. Oh, She's in a better place. The literal shit she had to deal with. God. Wait, between... She has been pooped in. Uh... I just did like a kiss to the sky for Odyssey, son. Other things. <laughs> Other things have happened to her. Um... So many things happened to Odyssey, son. Yeah, um, truly, uh, truly a horrible time. And then this episode uh, ended with surprise. It's CERN. He's in a mech and he's coming for your ass. And it's oh, a major yeah. concern. And then <laughs> next, you have to listen to main talking sons to figure out motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, we all caught up now, bitch. We're all <laughs> caught up. Except for something special. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, anything else we want to talk about that we didn't talk about in these episodes or do you think we covered it all pretty good I think that the concept of like a battle royale within D&D I like a, a battle royale RPG system is something I would just think is so sick they mm. talk a lot about they talked about one page RPG systems I made a Tony Hawk one because they talked about it hell yeah uh, and um, like I would just 
I think that I would just love this idea of like Fortnite with PUBG with like Apex, like mix them all together to like a proper yeah. RPG game. Mm-hmm. That'd be a blast. That's the thing, like pure PvP in an RPG system where it's all about the fact that you have to, you know, get around a table and fight each other. <laughs> In That's real sick. life, if you die, life, yeah. if you die <laughs> in Fortnite, if you, you die, die in, in real life. Fortnite's RPG system, I will kill you in real life. <laughs> oh wow! Oh Jesus! I will beat you to death with this pickaxe. Why do I have a pickaxe? I will I'm not use sure. the paper I wrote the one-page sheet on to death. <laughs> <laughs> I will paper cut you to death, sir. Yes. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Thank well, on that you. note, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, we still we still do friends, right? Let's talk about friends. Specifically, this is a segment of the podcast that we do for community episodes called "Making Friends of the Sun Squad," where we create a character or item that will be submitted via the Patreon character submission. Thank you for explaining. You are welcome. Let's come up with a person, place, thing, shall we? All three. Or any, any, yeah, any works. works. Yes. Well, could it be something related to Four Nights where you, I don't know, maybe it's uh, something to do with the announcers. That's Go what on. I was just thinking. So you have like a sword that dictates how the battle is going. So not dictates, announces well, how we the can, battle's going. Well, there's, okay, there's a spell slash item in D&D already. That's the one where you can talk to god aka your dm using only yes or no questions yeah commune. so we could take a spin on that and make it an item that does that but instead of the dm it's bode or feed no that's wrong bead or phone. <laughs> it's, yeah oh yes it's one or <laughs> both of them and they can only answer you in i guess in yes or no because you don't want them to be like yeah dictating or should they like they'll appear and they will dictate your fight that's it yeah I, I think that's a little bit too broken to like ask them questions like yeah. commune is an expensive spell so yeah probably the, the better way to go about it is like you just summon them to the fight to commentate on it right and it might maybe might give you a little bit of foresight into your next role giving you advantage oh. on it oh i like that Ooh, yeah Maybe it'll give you for like a mechanical aspect. Like barbarians get this thing where they get advantage on deck saves against things they can see. Mm-hmm. So it gives uh, you maybe, all that. Because like, they'll announce like, "Oh, and he's coming in with a swing to his shoulder," and then you get advantage. Oh, to build on that though, possibly um, it could be they announce how the fight is going and they see all aspects of it. So yeah. if you maybe someone's invisible, or maybe someone is hidden. And they say, and hidden behind this thing is this. You know what I mean? They, they, they kind of, they give you a good layout yeah, of the battlefield. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I of. was working on an item with something similar to this. Maybe they could use it to get like, I don't want to say like just stats on the other person because that's just bringing Payton back, even though I would love to do that. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like he's at, ooh, if I had to give it a number, 44 out of 90 on the uh, HP scale. <laughs> if oh, I had funny. to give this guy an arbitrary rating, I would give him like a 14. Yeah. Right. I think it would also, well, one, I came up with the perfect name, but I'll save it. But two, um, I think it would also give, I think there's a benefit of having it, but there's also a disadvantage because he is dictating what you're doing as well. Yeah. So it, it would have to be a very straightforward fight on your end, but also it gives you advantage on something. I, mean, we can... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you have to have a mechanical benefit of like, doesn't need to give you advantage, doesn't need to give you a plus two. It can just reveal to you where there are hidden enemies and stuff like that, because they know the battlefield Ooh. that they've been summoned to. 
Right. Yeah. So they're like they're commentating on the fight. They see a move coming, like a oh, this enemy's winding up for this thing. Yeah. And that, that I feel like that will give you a mo- like enough information that you can you know combat that without having to give you plus two to perception or whatever. It's like if in the Hunger Games, if the two announcers for seventy fifth annual Hunger, that guy, um, it, like yeah. just like fucking Caesar appeared. Flickerman. And then just started like saying like where everyone was, and then like they'd right. be like, "Well, that kind of ruins so, it." Yeah, so this is like if Caesar Flickerman was a narc, basically. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. If they like, okay. was a narc and had two heads, they just snitch. And I can just imagine like random enemies coming out and being like, "Oh, come on, man!" <laughs> <laughs> I would like to offer you my name, which is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. Um. Great. But wait, so, what is, like a what is the item? press a button and they appear i'm imagining like a fucking pokeball <laughs> or like like smash glass if necessary you know, that one of those type things it could be like um you know in star wars they have those little like round this is a star wars thing um yeah. they i'm doing the like motions with my hand to try and show you the, what i mean the holograph the holographic things the holographic is like a little thing you hold in your hand and like they appear oh okay yeah yeah okay. a disc yeah, it's like a disc that you have okay. in your hand. Yeah, and uh, it pops up, and they're holographic. Yeah. So it's like one, one of those. So it's like a holographic. It's like a holographic thingamajig. Yeah. We can iron it out when we actually write it out. Yeah. Um. So basically, it's called the Phantom Menace. It's a disc that when hollow projector. Hollow projector. Thank you. It's a hollow mm-hmm. projector. It's going to be used once a day. Uh, once a day, you can. How do you summon? Ask nicely. Just push the. No, button. you have to say no. This is pod. No, you now you have you have to look at it and say now this is pod racing, and they'll show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they uh, come in. They say actually, it's not. <laughs> actually. Um. Actually. Uh, yeah. And then. <laughs> and uh, then they are both wearing fedoras with no context it does not change brim. anything except fedora with no brim <laughs> brim with no fedora, brim with no fedora. Yes. this is great this is going to be relevant Nora in like a no month when this brim. episode comes out what the fuck is it up there oh luke you wouldn't understand it's just us teen things we're not teens <laughs> yeah i'm old you have to be under the age of ha- how old I'm not gonna ask i'm Whatever. 30 yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> um, yeah, so great. Uh, just let me, let me get a clean take. It's a hollow projector. You say, now this is pod racing to it once per day. Bode you don't have or, to do it no, once per day. You don't have to do Bode. it once per day. What are the fucking names? Fode and Bead. Fode and Bead will show up and dictate uh, the fight to you and you understand the battlefield and terrain that you are on hell yeah sounds great i can't get their names right (laughs) my god this next segment of the podcast uh thank you very much to our lovely guests for coming on um this is where we're gonna plug something random so uh if either of you have a thing you want to plug or endorse now's the time to do so uh i've been listening nonstop to dimension 20 it's gotten me through the vast majority of the quarantine. So I just give a shout out to them and uh, yeah, watch them for just like really good D&D video content. Uh, mine's going to have to be uh, Paranatural, which is a webcomic about middle school ghost club. Hell okay. Yeah. yeah. It's for very sure, good. Yeah. For sure. It's very good. Link me. For sure. Please. <laughs> off the air. Off the air. Give it to me the link. I could do it. This is no it. longer a request. <laughs> This is no longer funny. 
<laughs> no, for real, it's paranatural.net. And also, if you read it, you'll be supporting a queer author. Hell yeah. Because the author is non-binary and says gay rights. Gay rights. Amen. Great. Sounds good to me. Well, as always, I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. Ba-dang, ba-dang, ba-dang. This podcast was created and produced by a gassed group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Igniti. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Find the Talking Sons podcast wherever fine podcasts are rented, or follow us on Twitter or Facebook via the at Talking Sons handle. If you enjoyed this community episode and would like to be part of one in the future, ask around the right Dungeons and Daddies fan communities. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode 15, 16, 17, or 18? Unfortunately, no.